Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Bullshit Propaganda. My name is Subhashni Raj. And my name is Zoe and we are your hosts. Hey yo! If you've never listened to the podcast before, welcome! The whole premise here is to question the ideas and concepts a lot of us have grown up with and accept it as facts. To have an open discussion, redefine what's normal and you know, Just calling bullshit. Oh, we love that in here. So, as you guys may now know, the sun is currently in Gemini. It's Gemini season, bro. I was going to say baby and bro. I just (laughs) feel the weird ass gibberish, but it's all right. Oh, well. And um, yeah, so that basically means we're back with another astrology-focused episode. And yeah, like Zoe said, it's Gemini season. So let's let's roast them, Gemini babies, and also give uh, you yes. a little bit about what you know Gemini's are about. Um, their sun, moon rising. If you if your sun, moon rising is in Gemini or some other planet, we will try and cover some of those, and maybe call bullshit on something or other. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> we will we will see. So the first thing I actually am calling bullshit on is the stereotypes. And as a Gemini moon myself, this is the one thing that pisses me off so much is that everyone calls us two-faced. Mostly because Gemini is ruled by the twins. I mean, yeah. that's what It's literally is. what it is, yeah. So everyone thinks, oh, twins, that means two-faced. And another stereotype is that we are afraid of commitment, which I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but mostly, that part's mostly true. I and mean, your air signs are quite up in the air, aren't you? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like I just can't, I can't deal with commitment, which just conflicts with every other sign in my chart. It's also so bad because I get along with Gemini's the, the most, in, especially for like males and men. And like now I'm seeing this and I'm like, shit, like why am I attracted to Gemini's who are afraid of commitment and I don't need that in my life? If you're attracted to a Gemini, we actually talk about what's the best way on how to, you know, maintain a relationship with them but down in the Venus part. So to stay tuned because I had a lot of fun researching this just to make sure I have all the facts for y'all and making Ooh. sure it's not repetitive again. We're trying Ayo. to prove here. Yes. <laughs> so Geminis are considered a mutual air sign, which makes them very flexible and comfortable with change. Even though they're comfortable with change, however, they get bored of repetition and they want change. And this could, be a, this could be a really big reason for why they're so flighty, you know, why they don't want to deal with bullshit or anything. Ah, so I guess that's like a very mutable sign sort of um, trait as well. Because as a Sagittarius, like I can definitely relate to the whole like always mm-hmm. wanting change, like never wanting to settle with something, always wanting to try something new. So I think that, that yeah. explains the so, mutable bit. Yeah, the mutable bit is exactly how you put it. Every, every mutable sign has that. So the thing is, I believe that mutable signs, uh, it depends on the element as well. So Geminis come off as flighty because they don't want to deal with you know, repetition. While as a Sagittarius, maybe you would like, maybe your interests are fueled with passions for a short time. Like it's a blaze of glory and then it kind of just mellows out. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, I got it right. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. This is like literally just ex- yeah, exposing me again. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I feel like it differentiates, but it's very similar. So that's probably why you get along well with Geminis. So another thing about them like being okay with change is that you can put them in any scenario and they can kind of be a chameleon. They can blend in really well. So this is 
honestly why they get labeled as two-faced because they can have like a different face in this place a different persona here stuff like that yeah but we've talked about this before where like just because people are adaptable doesn't mean that or they have different personality in different situations doesn't mean that they're fake just means that they're being people and they're being honestly good like social beings that can adapt to the situation that is so true. And that's exactly what Geminis do. They're so adaptable in any situation. You can throw them into like a room full of people they'll hate. And they'll find a way to communicate and blend in. And just because they're not going to be rude to someone they don't like, it doesn't mean that that makes them two-faced or anyone in general. It just means you're polite. You have common decency, I guess, not to be a total dick to people. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. That would be ideal in some situations, I suppose. (laughs) We try. So Gemini is associative communication. And it's ruled by Mercury, which rules communication. They love pursuing knowledge. So this makes them even more like adaptable in situations. It makes them social butterflies. And the cons to this is that they can be blunt and straightforward. But we'll talk about this in the Mercury place. My people, man. Give it as it is. Honest. Like, that's all. Why lie? Why beat around the bush? That's probably why we gel so well. (laughs) Exactly. And that's another trait of Sagittarians. Like, we are very, we're basically just callously honest. Yeah, but this is here where I want to roast myself because I can dish it out. Like, I can be blunt as shit. But if somebody is fucking blunt to me, my cancer ass will cry for days. This is, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's not the Gemini's fault. That's the Cancer's fault. It's just, I appreciate it as a Gemini moon, but my Cancer sign is just like, I hate that you didn't be nice to me. I can't like even that English bitch. properly. <laughs> that, 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 it's more of that bitch. <laughs> cry, cry. Cry emoji. Anyway, so yeah, we'll talk about Gemini moons, my placement, which if you don't know, moons do rule the emotions. So the pros to it is that we do have a very active mentality. We don't like our minds being empty. When our minds are empty, that's when we kind of like just slowly deteriorate. We love to express our opinions, but not our emotions. I was just telling Suba this earlier. Yes, like, and, I and my Capricorn ass also gets that. Like, and- I can talk all day about my opinions, but my emotions... Mm, what is emotions? We don't know emotions. We don't do emotions, just... <laughs> on top of that our Asian upbringing just has meant that us and emotions right. no 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 compute no do like what what you want me to tell you how I am feeling do you want me to express that I mean like my cancer mercury is just like yes you can do it but my Gemini moon is like nah nah we have to <laughs> and one thing I really do like about being a Gemini moon is that I do have the tendency to react to situations with thinking and logic rather than direct action. Like I'm not impulsive when it comes to making like emotional decisions. I'm like, I take a step back. I look at it logically and this can piss off a lot of people. That's so people are like, good. oh no, it's your emotions. Yeah, people, some people get so pissed off with me because they're just like, oh, why don't you like, I don't see your heart in this. You come right. off so cold. But like, ah, interesting. I don't so, think that of you though. Like, I, I know yeah, you, I think I know you well enough to know that, like, you don't like passion. Yeah, that's the thing. So, some people see me as that, as too blunt. 
but again, too sensitive at the same time. It's a very weird <laughs> dynamic. It's a very weird dynamic, but here I am. Oh, well, but, like, here we are. Other people do appreciate it. Like Nick, he's, he gels really well with me for that reason because he is ruled by Virgo in three placements. So he's got a lot of Virgo in him. And Virgo and Mercury, sorry, Virgo and Gemini both ruled by Mercury. So that's why, like, I want to say it's just like a, a fire of both of us to express what we're really feeling sometimes. You're basically really good at communication, which is all... Great at communication. Logical communication. Yeah, which but is all I get relationship sensitive needs. About it. But then I get sensitive about it. Even though I'm the one who brought it up, I'm just like, this makes no sense. But, but at yeah. least you're aware. And like, that's like with anything that you're dealing with emotions and mental whatever, as long as you're aware, that's the first step. So another thing we may come off as is nervous and high strung, mostly because we're super hard on ourselves. Gemini moons always have that side of us where we're always like, you could have done better. You should have not felt that way. Why do I feel like this all this applies to me as well, though? (laughs) Also Asian upbringing. My dad, type A dad upbringing. Mm. Mm Mm-mm. I get you. My mom's a type A. My dad is just your typical Aries, man. <laughs> he's just flighty, has no commitment. I'm, I'm surprised he stayed in, within my life for this long. That's probably his biggest commitment yet. Yeah, and he's a musician, which like is very stereotypical he's of like a <laughs> Aries, artist. man. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just like, it was a whole ass mix. So yeah, Gemini moons may also come off as superficial because like... We won't want to get too deep, too fast sometimes with people. Like, we have a good brain. Like, logically, we can kind of tell, like, who we can tell what to. Hmm. So, you're selective on, like, who you share what with. Yeah. You're very selective on that. And this is why I wish my, Gem- my Gemini was in Mercury as well, because then I could communicate better instead of stumbling all over my words and making a new, new language. It's okay. It's okay. We're we, we both there. We're both messed up in that way more chaotic in that way so all all right but yeah so we also may seem nervous and high strung because yeah we're so hard on ourselves and we may feel we may come off as detached and that's a whole big reason of why people may not like talking to gemini moons Hmm. but the very gemini's are shat on a lot people hate gemini's without understanding what a gemini is I, I don't hear yeah. that a lot. Like people I'm around tend, to, I mean, maybe because again, I get along with Gemini's. I don't know. I've never heard yeah. that too much. So maybe. Usually so we hate on Scorpios. Someone, <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone hates Scorpios. Not really hate Scorpios, but they always say, like, oh, Scorpios are cold. People hate Gemini's because two-faced. I put that in air quotes. Hmm. Like the hey. more you understand a Gemini, the more you understand that they're not two-faced. They're just smart. Mm. But I guess like that's the, again, the whole point of the series is to kind of say that no one is one dimensional. No one is like yeah. their stereotype. Obviously there are elements of that that might be true. There's pros and cons and everything, but we're trying to say that, you know, it's not so black and white basically. And yeah, you know, exactly. you, your best friend could be a Scorpio and you could get along really well with a Scorpio or a Gemini because y- whatever you are, like whatever your personality is, it depends on that. Like everyone's so it's all customizable. <laughs> the best part I love about Scorpius is that like ast- astrologically wise, like looking at my charts and everything, I should get on really well with Scorpios. But it's usually like a 50-50 chance. Sometimes it's like a 40-60 chance that I'll get on with a Scorpio. But I mean, it also depends on their moon and everything else. So there's yeah, that. It's just, it's just a whole less mess with my chart. Now, anyway, so Gemini Risings, basically how people are going to see you as a Gemini. 
if your ascendant yeah. is in Gemini. So, like I said, like Gemini's are great in a social situation. They're great communication, and that's why they're perceived as talkative, frightened, very curious. They are very passionate when it comes to looking for knowledge. Like I said, since their mind can't, you know, be empty, they are they all they often multitask. And when they multitask, sometimes they can stretch themselves out too thin. So just beware of that, guys. Mm. And social butterflies love to mingle. Gemini's are no exception to that. And I think paired with like a Leo placement, you don't mind being the center of attention. Interesting. Yeah. And they're very, very observant. Like I said, they're very smart when it comes to the surroundings. So I guess I think they have to be observant to know what persona they need to take on to blend in. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, to be able to process your, your environment so that you can kind of decide which hat do I want to put on today? Am I this face of the Gemini or the other face? As people want to yeah. call you two-faced, right? <laughs> Go with it. Yeah, it's just, it's just how to blend in. Like, let's say you're in a corporate situation. You don't want to stick out. You want to impress. Or in any situation on a first date or, you know, meeting new people or you're in a new class, you don't want to be the person that everyone like refers to as who's that idiot. Right. Who's that sort of sticking out. You want to <laughs> blend in. You want to make people like you. And this is how, how Gemini's do it. And personally, I don't see anything wrong with that because that's just being hella smart, bro. Yeah. And I think this is another place where like people are going to, and people, even like I used to, you hear this and you're like, oh wait, that applies to everyone. That's not just Gemini's. Like, that makes sense. Everyone does that. But I don't think that's necessarily true. To me, me being my Sagittarius rising, I'm not very good at that. I am really, really bad at being observant, actually. And that's another reason I find Gemini is very attractive because I find what I don't have to be attractive. Like if I'm not observant, someone who is observant, I think that's very attractive. But yeah, so basically my point is like, yeah, it may sound like, yeah, everyone does that. Everyone adapts to a situation. At work, you put on a different hat. At home, you put on a different hat. But that's not necessarily true because I think a lot of us try to do that because that's the social norm or like that's what we're meant to do. But not everyone is good at it. And Gemini's are good yes. at it. They're naturally good at it. They're naturally good at making people think, damn, that's a cool person. Like all the Gemini's I've met, like, okay, I get along 50-50 with Gemini's. My mother's a Gemini. I have a weird relationship with her. One of my good friends is a Gemini. And my mom and this guy, to their friends, is super charming. They love being, like, people love being around them, you know? This and is actually something... You think? No, I think something interesting that you told me was that if if someone has so if your moon and someone's sun is the same sign, you tend not to get along very well, and yes. that blew my mind because one, I know you've had that in your own like relationships, but also one of my close friends who like we started off as frenemies, quote unquote, and we just never gelled very well. Now we're better because we're older, and I think we just like learn to adapt. But when we were younger, we were horrible. And so my, I've got a Taurus moon and she's a Taurus sun. And when you said that, I was like, shit, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. So that's something I actually learned later on. So something I've learned to kind of combat that is that I just give myself space from Gemini suns. And if I give them that space, then the friendship works out really well. Same goes with my, my relationship with my mother and my cousins or whatnot. If I give them that space, we get along great. You know, now that I'm not staying with my mom. I'm texting her. We don't fight. It's going, it's going great. 
So you need that barrier. You can't be around them for too long. Of course, I'm not going to say this applies to everyone, but this is just what I've noticed. Yeah, and I mean that, that's again the point we're trying to make. Not it's not all black and white. It's not just this equals yeah. this. Like everyone's multidimensional. Everyone's got so many planets, so many different signs, houses, conjunctions, sex styles, like all that crap, like all that complicated shit. And so I am still trying to learn, man. It's it's, it's so a lot. it's yeah, it's a lot. If you guys are really into the astrology thing, though, do let us know and we'll just create a whole different podcast, I think, for astrology at this point. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, because we can talk about this forever. But yeah, so some cons to having your ascendant in in Germany. Yes, Germany. (laughs) English. The 13th constellation, Germany. Guten Tag. (laughs) In Gemini, yes. So... Because you're a Gemini, you come off as flighty and therefore impatient. So people may think that you're not really paying attention to them or you're, you, you're not interested in a conversation and then they may, just, may, may, they may regard you in, like, in a bad light. Mm. Um, their intelligence may intimidate people. Personally, I don't see this as a con, but I could also see a lot of people like talking bad about you, being like, oh, you're such a know-it-all, you know? Was her, like, I feel oh, like Hermione and- was maybe a Gemini rising now. <laughs> I feel like Gemini, oh, sorry, Gemini, but if uh, Hermione, if I do her chart, she definitely has some Virgo and Gemini placements because she's so smart. But I want to think that she's, is she quite stubborn? I can't really remember. I don't think she's that she stubborn. She can be. She? she can be stubborn. But I think if, if you want to choose one, then Ron is probably the most stubborn. Yeah, Ron doesn't like case, change. Yeah, she is quite uh, talkative. She's a social butterfly, but she does stick out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're fictional characters for one, <laughs> but even so, yeah. it'd be quite interesting. So maybe, yeah, maybe I would say more Virgo than Gemini because she doesn't have that suave blending in quality. She's not charming. Mm. Well, she maybe can be if she on. wants to, and she got older and like she started dating Crumb and all that stuff. Like, I don't think that was her charm per se. He was just like impressed with like you know her wanting to know more and stuff. Yeah. intelligence that's something i would attribute more towards a virgo because virgos when they want to know something they will like go all in and that's the biggest difference i see between gemini's and virgos which is we will get to that in a bit oh right okay <laughs> i was like huh well what is the difference uh, tell me more no, no we'll get to that in a bit because we're going to talk about gemini mercury i just want to finish up the rising part so just two more parts very quick they can appear to be very cold which is sometimes a facade because they don't want to let people in and that's honestly what i have with you because you don't know what i do with my emotions you're just like i'm aware zoe feels things yeah i always just assume you're a cancer when it comes to emotions as well because i think your cancer is quite strong okay so for me personally i register my emotions like a gemini but i will take what you say to me as a cancer son. Yeah, I mean, I, I speak Gemini- to your cancer. I don't speak to your Gemini. Because yeah. usually yeah. your moon is within you. Like, you don't deal with that. Yeah. yeah, so my Gemini moon really kicks in when I have reached a certain level of bullshit with someone. That I just completely cut them off. And that's something I notice is, is very easy for Geminis to do. Especially when it's in their uh, moon sign. If they have like a cancer moon, it may be hard for, to cut people off. But because your moon rules your, rules your emotions, it is very easy for them to be like, you know what? You've pushed my limits. I am not going to be affected by you anymore. They can put that line out. Like, bitch, please. Bye-bye. 
people have called me a bitch for cutting people off. And I realized that's, that's just how I deal with it. When you've literally walked all over me to a certain point and gone above my limit, I will just say, fuck you and bye. See, this is the issue with society, right? They say, stand up for yourself, like fight for yourself, blah, blah, blah. But then when you finally do, you're a bitch. Yeah, especially when it's, a, when it's women. And I found someone yes. I know who is a Gemini sun, Cancer moon, he has the harder problem of cutting people off. So he, take, he, he keeps can, taking it. Yeah, because he's a Cancer moon. So I feel like so he can put his foot down as a Gemini sun, but he is more open to forgiveness as a Cancer moon because the Cancer is at home in the, in the moon. Yeah. So I want to say they're very protective, kind of forgiving, but yeah. The Gemini sun kind of keeps it in check. But okay. Yeah. So moving so, on to Gemini in Mercury. And Mercury yes. rules your communication, right? And like you said, Gemini is at home here. And yeah, you even mentioned how like Mercury is where Gemini and Virgo are at home. So that means communication is the best in that for them, right? So now we'll talk about how they are different. So Gemini wants to know a little about everything, right? But the thing is, they may get too bored learning about one thing only. Hence why they know a bit of everything, because that's how the interest goes. They kind of just dart everywhere. They want to know more, but that can be boring. I see Suba being like, oh, did you just attack me? Am I a Gemini? No, but apparently Sagittarians and Gemini's have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. You're both mutable air signs. Air sign. No, mutable, mutable signs. signs. Mutable signs. I don't know what my brain said there. So you guys have a lot in common. But yeah, so in contrast, Virgos, they love knowledge. They will spend hours researching on a topic. Nick, my boyfriend, who literally like wants a main Coon, has been spending over one or two months just researching main Coons, a specific type of cat. How to take care of this cat, the different colors of this cat, how big they can get, the best food to give your cat. Like he researches everything. He is so thorough. I and that's why I say Hermione is probably more of a Virgo because I think Hermione is more thorough. Like her interests don't jump around too much. She won't get bored looking for knowledge. Mm, interesting. Okay, so yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So you, so Nick is a Virgo, you're saying, not a Gemini. He's a Virgo. He's not a Gemini. Okay. He's, a, okay. he's got his Virgo in his sun, his moon, and his Mercury. I'm very Whoa. jealous of his... I am so jealous of that Virgo and Mercury. I just look at him and be like, you don't know what you have, man. The power of Virgo Mercury's and Gemini Mercury's have, man. They have the power to make people listen to them. Ew. And they know how to... They know how to get people to listen. They know what to use to, for each person. They're just so good at that. They're just incredible. Like, it's such a powerful placement. But yeah, so they're very quick-witted. Like, they're very funny. And they usually come off as sarcastic when they're jokes. Like, they love uh, banter. They love wittiness. They like having a conversation that stimulates them. They can process information very, very quickly. They're very smooth talkers, very charming, very suave. Where they talk to you, they know what they want you to feel and you will definitely feel it. You'll be drawn to them in a conversation. However, because they're so observant, as I mentioned before, they can be impressionable to a fault. They will pick up a lot from their environment and that can shape them. So it might lead to them having problems with how they find their self-identity later on, if you know what I mean. And another thing they can do is they can be very deceptive with their words. So be very 
careful, I want to say, talking to a Gemini, if, especially if they're making you feel very, very good about yourself. It's your first time meeting them. Like if it's on a first date, it sounds being very, very smooth with your words. Make sure that they're being 100% with you. Gotcha. Okay. Just take it all with a grain of salt, basically. Gemini and Mercury naturally are quite sweet talkers. Um, more, on a more positive note, uh, they're quite open-minded, but they're more biased towards logic. They don't really rely on their own intuition. Anyway, I got curious, to- by the way, while, while you're talking, I decided to Google um, like famous people with um, Mercury in Gemini. And there's a lot of them, by the way. Marilyn Monroe, Angelina Jolie, Tom Cruise, Prince, uh, Chris Brown, just Aud- Audrey Hepburn, Adele, Meryl Streep, like literally all the like stars. Yeah. Paul McCartney, Tesla, Nikola Tesla. Wow, loads of it's people. A very, like, it keeps it's a going. Very, it's a very, very powerful placement, having your Mercury in Gemini or Virgo. Clearly. And having your rising in Leo is also very powerful because you attract attention. So Marilyn Monroe, if I'm not mistaken, is a Leo rising. So she's put two now. very, very... Yeah, I can <laughs> check. I'm pretty sure she's a Leo rising. Sun, Aquari- no, Sun Gemini. Ascending Leo, so you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moon Aquarius, uh, what is MC? MC is uh, Midheaven, I think. She's got a very, very powerful placement there. She's just people who have Leo Risings and Gemini and Mercury is actually very, very good for fame. But I believe if things had gone better for Marilyn Monroe, she would have been an amazing speaker. She would have spoken about a lot of things. Maybe, maybe that's what got her killed, you know, her wanting to speak about things because that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. And especially as a woman back then. That commanded attention of anyone. Anyone just couldn't, people just couldn't take their eyes off her. And they would listen to her when she spoke. Imagine the amount of power this woman held. Especially back then. Yeah, she was just incredible, man. So, wow. yeah. Also, side note, Audrey Hepburn had like signs in every element. Sun Taurus, so Earth. Ascending Aquarius, Air. Oof. Uh, moon yeah. Pisces, water, uh, M Sagittarius. So like literally every element. Yeah. So if you look at people's charts, sometimes you'll see like, especially people with Leo Risings, they most, most of them become very famous and very well known. But yeah, so Meryl let's move Street. on with Gemini. Yeah. Leo Risings also. are powerful. So, so powerful. So Gemini and Venus rules relationships. And I feel like a lot of pointers here connected with Gemini suns as well. Because that's who they are at their core. So if you feel like you've got problems connecting with a Gemini and you're too flighty, this is maybe this could help maybe like give you some insight to how their mind works. So they value communication. They love deep, stimulating conversation. Think like long night talks. Like they want to know your mind. They find um a intellectual mind sexier than a body. So that's how they would probably try and win over their crushes and love interests with witty conversation and showing off their knowledge. So it may not work if you're not into know-it-alls, but if you're attracted to knowledge and pe- people who know a lot of things, Gemini is maybe the right placement for you. Uh, they are not into people who are jealous or possessive in any way. Who are it's pushy. that whole flighty thing, right? Like not liking commitment. Yeah, yeah. so they don't like commitment. They're okay. They're actually okay with commitment as long as you give them the freedom to do what they want. Space. So many times they may not. They may not want to label, and maybe if you push for wanting to know um, what are you in a relationship, that may scare them off because they're just like, "Ooh, this person wants a bit more commitment." That's annoying yeah, so, though to me. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I understand wanting to know. I like rules. So, but the thing is, like, that can make them think that you're being possessive because mm. you want a label. So, I think that the best way to combat this is true communication because I think they can appreciate you wanting to know where you stand. Yeah. As long as you assure them that you are not pressuring them to uh, only be with you or uh, you're, you're not trying to pressure them to being something they're not, they want to be heard just as well. So I think Fair that's enough. the best way to combat that. They get very bored very easily. So you have to keep things new and interesting. That's what they want in a relationship. So yes. be ready to be spontaneous. Don't be Listen boring. to what they want. Of course, because they love communication. So listen to what they are telling you. What are they interested in? So use that information to keep things spontaneous. Interesting. Um, they mentioned a favorite movie. They mentioned they like, you know, sitting on the couch and, and you know, having popcorn and some wine. Maybe have a movie night with that. They go <laughs> with the flow, ma'am. So yeah, so if you're wondering what their love languages are, I would say it's words of affirmation and quality time, which honestly I do I do enjoy as a Gemini moon. Hmm, interesting. I think quality time is like most people's love languages anyway. Actually, no, because this is quality time is where I kind of what's the word? I kind of go mm, maybe maybe not because I do like spending time with someone, but I also need my space. Yeah, but quality time just means quality, not quantity. At least that's yeah, how I I interpret it. Yeah, obviously, it's definitely not quantity. But sometimes at the wrong time, I will feel like I need some space. So that comes off wrong to the other person. So it's, it's a very weird balance for me where I feel like I need my own space a lot. And sometimes I don't like that about myself. I don't know where that came in. Like, I'm a Leo Venus. Why the hell would I want space? I mean, that's, that's something we've talked about before, right? Just because, you know, certain signs are in certain places, other signs just might be stronger because of environmental reasons, like the way you were raised, the way you've had previous relationships hurt you or help you or make you learn certain things better than other things. Like just so like nature versus nurture, right? I always consider astrology, nature, and then, you know, your environment, how you grow up, your past relationships, all those things you nurture. And so... Yeah, so like your Gemini moon might be taking over more so than your Leo Venus. I think that maybe I, pref- I like quality time as long as, as long as I've had enough time to miss you. Ah. Like once I have a t- that time apart, I can really appreciate the quality time. Fair That's enough. me as a person. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not like that to be fair, but I get it. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like, I will feel suffocated if I do not have, like, my own time to myself. You do you, boo. I guess, like, yeah, that's, that's the other thing, right? Like, everyone is different, and that's another point we're trying to make mm-hmm. here. And it's, like, just listen to each other and speak to each yeah, other. Honestly, Even though some people, like me, are not the best at communication, like, we learn. That's literally the point. Like, just yeah. because your sign is in something, your mercury is in something, like, it doesn't mean that's the end of it. You can work on it. And that's why we yeah, have like can. North Nodes and South Nodes because like what is our overdeveloped trait? So what's our underdeveloped trait? And we want to work towards one or the other to continuously improve ourselves. Like that's, oh, that's the point of like growth and life. I'm so proud of you using these terms. I'm like, yeah, Suba is learning. But yeah, Suba is telling you the truth. You can achieve the suaveness and adaptability of a Gemini 
it just takes time. Like it takes time to develop if you're willing to put in the effort. But yeah, so let's just close off this podcast. We're talking about Gemini and Mars. So Gem- Mars basically deals with how you handle your problems and your passions and your obstacles. Mm. So Gemini's can come off as a little scattered and unfocused so that might give them a bit of problems with facing their obstacles they can use their words as their weapon sarcasm is biting they can they can lose oh my god the amount of similarities between like sagittarians and gemini's like everything is just most things not everything but most things are just like yes 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 sarcasm yeah Tamil people's favorite form of humor as well just honestly like- yeah that's just i feel like that's a part of our upbringing because i love sarcasm but the thing is I don't understand why I love it so much because my parents hate sarcasm. Nick hates sarcasm. But I just speak fluent sarcasm all day, every day. I just can't yes. stop. Yes. Love sarcasm. Yeah. So I feel Gemini's and Mars, they will use your sarcasm to hurt people or they'll take, make a joke out of it sometimes. Like if they're passionate about something, like if it's hatred or anger, like they will t- use their words rather than actions, you know? Uh, biting words, words they know will sting, stuff like that. Um, They're very good at debating. They're very, very good at winning arguments. So I feel that they can kind of keep a level head and think logically, even in heated situations. Yeah, I've definitely seen this in my... I mean, I'm not saying this in Gemini Mars because I don't know my friend's full thing, but in Gemini Suns, I've definitely seen this because they can really keep the flow of conversation in their head going, or like the flow of thought. While me, for example, just, mm, I lose my train of thought so quickly. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Like my train of thought is like all over the place. As you can see from this podcast, Subo and I constantly going on track all day, every day. Honestly, we're okay on the podcast just because we have a bit more structure and we write things down. But in real life, when we have a conversation, I am so all over the place. By the time we get somewhere, so much. Topic jumps five every five minutes i want to say yeah and we never conclude anything we just keep moving on to the next thing i I just drive home and i'm just like wait did we ever finish talking about it no def probably not like 90 percent chance that it was not concluded no so when they're also dealing with problems gemini mars can be fidgety with their hands because gemini rules the hands Ooh, i was wondering when you're going to talk about that like the body part and yeah the sign yeah i found it really interesting because like some people were talking about like you know how gemini marses can be quite fidgety and i was looking at the charts and everything i'm like oh that actually makes a lot of sense yeah so certain body parts i feel like you can't really fidget like maybe like okay i'm a libra mars i'm no idea what libra rules i'm so i'm so bad at this but i do fidget a lot mostly i get in my own head or i twirl my own hair stuff like that but I do notice that Gemini's, whenever they're upset, they use their hands a lot. Hmm. And even when they speak, they, they, are very, they gesture a lot. Like they're very touchy, stuff like that. That might make them come off as nervous. But in reality, they probably are not. They probably yeah. already have the argument outlined in highlighted colors, <laughs> different sections. Color-coded with kind of- tabs and everything. <laughs> but yeah, so... When we were talking about obstacles, Gemini Mars is actually a pretty good placement in my opinion because they're adaptable when it comes to challenges and obstacles ahead of them. Hmm. They know what they have to do 
to do to overcome it they know that okay even though this is what i usually do is not going to work in the situation they know quickly that i have to change in order to overcome this and i feel it's a very gemini is so powerful man like i don't know why i thought it's such a hit or miss with them because like in theory i love them Yeah, why I mean, yeah. I like I said, I like Gemini's. I get along with Gemini's really well, so I've got no no complaints from me at least so far as I know. And I do think that it's quite funny, but it's usually like I said male Gemini's that I get along with really well. Don't have too many female Gemini friends or Gemini sons. What are my exes is a Gemini son. He's his birthday is very close to my mom's. And Yo, off the bat, this guy was whack. I wish I knew his birth time because then I would know for I would know the rest of his placements. Yeah, but you have a Gemini moon and he was a Gemini sun, which already explains part of yeah, why that might have been yeah. yeah. Maybe because like I did say we need to have our space for we to actually maintain a good relationship. Like Brandon, he's a Gemini sun and we're pretty like we vibe pretty well, like we have good conversations, but we're not super close. Yeah, I think that's the other thing, the level yeah. of friendship, right? Yeah. Maybe that's a big part in it. Like since I was dating him, there was a there was too much of a there was too close for me. But in theory, I feel like I should love Gemini's. Maybe maybe my maybe my Cancerian ass is just like, "No, nah, man, you can't handle the bluntness." Even though maybe you that's why you, out, you like Sagittarius because like we're very similar to gemini's but maybe not as aloof or blunt cuz fire sign maybe. is a bit different yeah 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 maybe probably that's probably why i vibe well with fire signs in general although aries aries gets on my nerves no, quite a aries, bit aries aries are like in a way i feel like they're the closest to an air sign a fire sign can get really cuz i felought that they're so close to cancerians because also they're that, so okay. like Because they're so impulsive, they're driven by their own emotions half the time. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I was thinking so more of the whole like flighty thing. Because Aries oh, yeah. like don't really stick yeah. to things; they kind of just like. But then again, like most mutable signs are like that too. We're kind of, but in not in the sense of we are flighty, but I think more in the sense of we get, we move on to the next thing. Like, but it doesn't mean that we lack commitment necessarily. Oh no, Aries do have problem with commitment. No, yeah, it's the thing. Like I think that's that's oh, what yeah. makes it closer to the the whole like Gemini slash Air sign. Yeah, probably, probably. Like, I have tried to get into a relationship with a Sagittarius person, and it was just all over the place. I was just like, thank God it never went through. I don't think like if me and you did it, I would we would kill each other. We really would. We really your really Cancer would have. Like, I would just strangle the shit out of. No, and then when my Gemini moon comes over, you would just be like, you would I just think so I can done. deal with that. I think I can deal with your Gemini moon, but I think it's the Cancer that will like I cannot really? deal with not I mean, like, not for so long. The thing is, I don't think you can deal with the spaciness where I'm just like where sometimes if you do something, I'll just pull away, and I just won't communicate well about it because I don't want to communicate about it. I can if I choose to, but I know it's not wise, so I will just like take a step back and just like pretend as it exists for a while. Yeah, but for a while it's one thing. If you don't yeah. address it ever, that's another thing. But you will because your communication is pretty good, and you yeah. said that's why you and Nick work, right? So it's like yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm. Like, no, but I would kill you, cancer ass. I mean, also I've said this like how like Gemini's and me get along really well because one of my best guy friends is Gem is Gemini, son. 
But at the same time, we've also talked about like, if we ever dated, we would kill each other. <laughs> but I mean, that might also have to do with like his other signs. I've never checked. Um, I don't know his birth time. You know, now that you brought up the whole like body part thing, I looked up on Libra rules and I was just like skin. So I'm just like trying to think, what do I do when I have a problem? Like I, I do... I, I do touch my skin a lot, maybe. But anything you touch would be skin. <laughs> like that's right. So very... like, I just feel I feel I feel so confused with that. But is that Libra Mars or like Libra in general? Libra in general. Like because uh, oh, that has more to do with their rising, doesn't it? Okay, so that would be your appearance. So I'm thinking like when it comes to Mars, like maybe it could affect certain body parts more. So your since skin break out was, more because of stress and stuff? Oh, yeah, that is so true. I break out when I'm stressed. Like, it's ridiculous. The amount of stress. Whenever I'm stressed, like, my, my skin shows. My back especially. It's just so bad. And the student becomes the master. <laughs> yeah, good job. I'm so proud of you, Suba. <laughs> Lo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my Lord. I'm being so stupid. Um, but smart, stupid, clearly. Clearly. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good it's all good. It's, it's regular podcast stupidity <laughs> oh wow okay a lot of learning today i feel like that was really interesting i never realized how closely similar gemini's and sagittarians were or just like a lot of these things about gemini's i think gen i was always like oh i get along really well with gemini's but more retrospectively we're like more after we started speaking about astrology more than like I ever did before and then I was like oh shit my close friends are Gemini's like my two close guy friends are both Gemini's and I was like huh interesting and so like I get that yeah I feel it's particularly interesting for you because like you like Gemini men you're like ooh tell me more (laughs) more about these people well yes and no because like I mean it's not like they have Gemini in literally everything like Mercury, Venus, Mars, Sun's rising and moon (laughs) that doesn't happen like at their core, if they're at Gemini Sun, they will have a bit of this in them. Yeah, no that's matter true. what. Yeah. I mean, like, unless, like, I mean, there's some other calculations they can do, but most of the time, if they have Gemini Suns, they may have a bit of the other attributes in them. Like, they'll definitely have the flightiness. So, the best way to combat that, no matter what, is to keep things doing interesting. Like, if you and think the conversation is getting boring, then conversation is getting boring, just make it interesting. Yeah. Bring out something new, bring out something that will interest them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, not an on. issue for a Sagittarian because we get bored too. <laughs> yeah, you guys go. I can imagine like a Gemini and a Sagittarius talking, just bouncing all over the place. <sighs> I mean, us talking is the same. <laughs> so honestly, true. I don't know how because my Mercury is in Cancer. And I'm just questioning that every day. Is it just me though? Like, are you like that with everyone else? But your conversation no, jumps everywhere. Um, I think it's because of my ADHD. Ah. So I think that is the biggest like culprit in this situation. Okay. It's a whole other story about my me and my ADHD. Well, oh, supposed ADHD. ADHD, which I don't have. Uh, they, they claim it's ADHD and I'm just like, okay. I just listen to the doctors. Sometimes don't listen to the doctors. Like there are moments where they could be wrong. They are humans at the end of the day. Just, True. just because then, you know, anywho.
I think we can wrap it up there. Um, we've learned a lot and I think we've gone on for a while now as usual. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys really want to come, hit us up, especially Suba, if you're a Gemini oh son, God, or stop. any Gemini placements, stop. please stop. send in your horoscopes <laughs> and full name. And every, just just, oh just God, DM the Bush of Propaganda uh, underscore podcast. podcast. Sorry, I stumbled over, but I knew it. And yes, if you have any we're getting episode, there. If you have any episode ideas or something you want to talk to us about or even just commenting on this particular episode, just let us know. Um, comment yes, please. And we have yeah. one more episode coming out this season before we wrap it up and take a little season break. Um, the next one is going to be really interesting because I think we're finally, finally going to have on a guest. Um, oh my God, yes. And so that should be really interesting. It's going to be badass. It's going to be really interesting and entertaining, I hope. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this is. one. Yeah, it always is. Yeah, like, who are we kidding? We're great. We're fun. We're you guys amazing love hosts. <laughs> um, The chaos is everywhere. Always there. Even when it's not, it's sort of there. Um, yeah, thanks again for, to everyone for listening. And follow us on Spotify if you haven't and or wherever else you're listening to this. And we will try and get on Apple's podcast soon. I'm trying. Um, Apple podcast has some issues. If you can help me fix that, like, or you know what to do, DM us and I'd love to we'll sort help, that out. Please help us out, please. We are very bad at this. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and- Stay safe. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys.